1: At Mace Denver, at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to rmfp.com. In the meantime, I want to tell you about my friend and my guy, Eric Cook at Farmers Insurance. I've worked with Eric for over five years. So whether it's commercial, auto, home, or life, I'm telling you, he's the best. I wouldn't work with him if he wasn't outstanding. He is quick to return calls and emails. He's done that with me on his days off. Uh, Eric staff at Cook Insurance, over 70 years of experience. They know the right questions to ask to get you the right policy. And with supply chains breaking down, we talked to Eric earlier on the show. uh, You really want to research this stuff and get the right policy. Go with Eric at Cook Insurance. Give him a call today. 303 790 8089, 303 790 8089. Time now for the buzz.
0: The Buzz is presented by Eric Cook at Farmers Insurance. The Cook Insurance Group, focused on people, not policies. Call today at
1: 303-790-8089. That's 303-790-8089. Let's go out to the hotline. I want to bring in our friend Todd Davis, former Broncos linebacker, Super Bowl champ. This segment is brought to you by the Davis Fund. He and his wife, Zena, have put together a terrific Real estate company that you're going to hear about a little bit later on in the show. Todd, how are you, my friend?
2: I'm doing great.
1: How are you? I don't want to embarrass you, but with all the injuries at linebacker, George Payton actually reached out to me and Andrew Mason to see if we wanted to try out. Would you have liked a phone call from George Payton?
2: Um, we talked. Um, I think that um, they were looking for something a little bit different than I what I wanted as far as numbers, um, but we definitely
1: uh can you go into that because you just kind of broke some news right there
2: <laughs> i mean seriously
1: uh, when you say numbers you mean contract
2: or your your actual number yeah.
1: on the field you wanted to be 51 again
2: no contract i just felt like i'm a i am I was looking for a contract that kind of worked for uh both parties where we both won um i didn't feel like that's necessarily what i was getting um so that's kind of how that went
1: was it about money or about years
2: No, more so about uh, money. I feel like I've kind of worked really hard to get to a certain point, kind of grinded from um, the minimum salary and uh, undrafted free agent um, to a certain point, and I definitely didn't want to go back to uh, what I felt like was starting over.
0: Now, it's interesting. So in the last couple of months, as you've been out of football, what have you done to kind of keeping shape to where you could actually consider this sort of uh, type of situation?
2: Oh, I work out every day. Um, every morning I still have my same uh, trainer that I work with here. Um, while training in the offseason, we still train every morning. So I'm definitely ready and in shape um, if the numbers work out, if anybody wants to call me. But I'm just doing it to stay in shape and try and look good on the beach and uh, for my wife. So, <laughs> But I'm ready.
1: So, I mean, listen, for, for a guy like me, I don't know what they offered you. I'd jump at it in a second. But clearly – that's just—it's not enough to get you back in the game.
2: Yeah, at this point, um, I feel like um, a lot has happened. I guess in the last year, um, and I, it's helped me understand my worth and how much I put into this game and what I expect back from it now. Um, and if I'm not finding it in football, then that's perfectly fine. I am happy moving on with the Davis Fund and uh, my other business ventures and having a great life.
1: Okay, let's talk about what's going on with the Broncos. Let's say, for the sake of argument, you were on the team. For the sake of argument, against Cleveland on a short week, you knew that Teddy Bridgewater was banged up. He went on a went on the flagship station, said he was about seventy to seventy-five percent. If you were a guy in the locker room, would you have rather had Teddy Bridgewater on the field and you watched the game? You saw him limping around. Would you have rather have had him on the field at seventy to seventy-five percent? Or Drew Locke at
2: 100%? Uh, that's tough um, because I know um, sometimes at 75% when that adrenaline hits and when the game is going, sometimes you feel uh, much better than that. Um, I feel like they're both good players. Um, I think it's tough to decide which one I would want to have at that at that time. I know Teddy has been um, you know, a big player for them and actually has helped them win some games earlier in the season. So, um, you know, that's a tough question.
0: Now, Vic Fangio said something today that uh, he said, quote, he's our quarterback, and when your quarterback can go, you go with him unless he can go, unless he can't go. He never said he couldn't go, and I'm confident in taking his word on that. Did you, even though obviously QB and linebacker are different positions, did you ever have that kind of scenario where the coach asked you, Todd, are you ready? Can you go? And you said you're good to go. And did they take your word like that?
2: Yeah, um, I think that, you know, what's best for the team is that you're out there. Um, So I definitely had times where I said, yeah, coach, I can go. My shoulder's barely hanging on. I'm taking painkillers to try and, like, you know, numb the pain a little bit. And I know I can't go, but um, you do what you can um, for the betterment of the team. And as long as you're telling them that you can go, they'll take your word for it. Because, you know, as a team, as a head coach, they want their best players out there. So that's how they, that's kind of how they work.
1: But isn't there, Todd, something to be said from a coach or the training staff protecting the player from himself? When you know, as you said, your shoulder is hanging by a thread. We know you want to be out there, but we don't want any more further injury.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think that a training staff should step in um, when they feel like a player really can't go. Um, I don't think like I don't think that happens often in the league. Um, I think the only time that it happens really is like a, a serious injury, um, like a major tear or a concussion. But other than that, um, I think if you're willing to go, they'll let you go, whether it's um, the best for you or not.
1: I didn't expect to go down this rabbit hole with you, but I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you this question because you've played for you know, numerous teams. Um, as a player, do you look at the training staff – Do you look at them as good guys? They know what they're doing. I I get that. But do you also look at them at times a little bit cynically, knowing who signs their paycheck?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think that uh, what's best for them is to have you out there on the field. Um, And, you know, they have to respond to uh, upper management if you're not on the field or they're not getting you back quick enough or, um, you know, if there's a reason you're not out there. So, I know that they try to have our best interests at heart, but as a person, sometimes you're going to have your own best interests at heart because nobody wants to be out of the job, whether you're a player or a trainer. Um, And Sometimes you may, I think, make mistakes because nobody wants to lose their job, so they may push players to get them out there on the field just because um, it's best for their career if, if players are out there.
0: So kind of moving ahead to where the Broncos are right now, they bring in a new inside linebacker. They bring in Kenny Young via trade uh, from the Rams. I remember back in 2014, you were brought in off of, I believe the Saints tried to sneak you through waivers and the Broncos claimed you. So what? how quickly is Kenny going to be able to get up to speed, kind of learning things on the fly at this relatively late state in the season, kind of based on your own experience with that?
2: Um, yeah, I feel like that's the toughest part um, about you know being traded or picked up later on in the season is trying to learn the defense. Um, and one of the things you miss in training camp is um, you may have a call that may tell you that you have number three man-to-man, like the number three inside wide receiver. Um, but if you run certain routes, um, then you don't have a man, and you don't know that until you go through it in training camp and your coach kind of teaches you and tells you um, – How to run the play based off what you guys see. Um, So I think he'll have a little bit of time where he has to get acclimated and uh, learn the plays and the nuances within the plays. I know for myself, it took me a couple, maybe like a month before I was really um, felt good about the playbook and understood it pretty well. Um, But I think that, you know, Coach Reggie Heron is a great inside linebacker coach. Um, He'll do a great job of getting him ready and prepared to go. Um, I know they need him, so hopefully he can step in soon.
1: We're talking with Todd Davis. This segment is brought to you by the Davis Fund. We'll talk more about that in a few minutes. He and his wife, Zena are doing amazing things in our community. All right, let's look at the game against Washington. And I know that players hate when media members throw out the potential of what if you lose this game? But, Todd, you're not playing right now. You're more of a fan than anything else. So I think you probably see it a little bit more clearly. And, you know, you see the forest maybe a little bit more clearly through the trees. If they lose this game on Sunday, it would be a five-game losing streak. They will be three and five. Then on the schedule, they have the Cowboys next. They have the Chargers twice. I know the Chiefs are struggling. They have the Chiefs. Twice, that's five games, and they still have Joe Burrow and the Bengals. If they lose this game and fall to 3-5, and five, with those six games alone on the schedule, does this realistically look like a playoff team to you? And I know anything can happen uh, on any given Sunday.
2: Yeah, um, if they definitely lose this game, um, it's definitely going to be tough for them the rest of the season. Um, I definitely don't know if there will be a playoff Team, if they lose this game, because like you said, um, the rest of the season um, they have a lot of battles they have to face. And you know the Chiefs may be struggling right now, but you know, uh, interconference games are always tough, no matter what your record is. Um, so you know, I know the Chiefs will show up to play when they play the Broncos, just like the Chargers will. Um, so it will be tougher than the rest of the season if they lose this game. This is a must-win for them, um, not only for their season but for morale. Um, they run into a tough stretch of teams, great teams, and uh, they really need to get a win, Um, you know, to kind of help them um, with the challenges with the rest of the season.
1: So I asked you that as a former player, right? Okay, and you gave the most honest answer you can possibly give because you see it realistically. Being in that locker room, do they see it the same way?
2: Uh, No, I, I think that in the locker room, you don't even worry about the rest of the season. Um, at this point having a four game losing streak, every game is a must win. And uh first they try to knock off uh the Washington football team and then they worry about each team as it comes. Uh, you know, I get to take a step back and look at the the schedule as a mm-hmm. whole, but when you're in that locker room, when you're in the grind, you don't worry about anything but the team that you have in front of you and you can, you know, kinda keep the blinders on and win one week at a time, that's all that matters. So I know they're solely focused on the Washington football team.
1: All right. uh, Tell us about the Davis Fund and all the great things that you and your wife are doing in the community with real estate.
2: Yeah. So uh, the Davis Fund is a real estate investment acquisitions fund. I started with my wife Zena. Um, So we build not only for uh, profit, but we also build for nonprofit, and we work with my foundation, um, A Plus Living. Um, So we work to uh, place uh, single mothers and people going through transition into homes. So. Um, We're trying to get some things started and continue to work with more people in the community. You know, We'll have a fundraiser going on um, towards the end of the year, and then um, we'll definitely have more information on it next week. Um, But we're getting some things going, and we really want to help impact the community. Um, So this is how we're doing it.
1: Well, we're going to certainly help you promote that fundraiser. Tell me about what you guys are planning on doing.
2: So I always like to do something for the holidays. I feel like it's always a good time to give back Um, and then also reach out to people who you know love um, to give back. Um, I think everybody's more inclined to do it and feels more of the holiday spirit to do it um, at that time. So um, we're going to do some things where we can partner with um, schools in the inner city to bring some kids out and hopefully meet some um, NFL players, former and uh, present, and then also um, start to do giveaways um, for the holidays so that people um, can have something to eat, can have a place to go, uh, can have a hot meal so they um, you know feel good on the holidays and then we'll kind of have that springboard into the new year um, and we begin to do more things as the uh the beginning of the year comes the
1: train of the davis fund is rolling fast down the tracks now is that maybe one reason why you said to george payton i really want to start the second part of my life
2: <laughs> absolutely uh, i think um, real estate has been, always been something I have been passionate about um, and now I have the ability to grow myself and my brand uh, and the company that i am started with my wife um, to the next level. Um, I think that at any point in my career um, this was my next step. Maybe it's starting a little bit sooner than I anticipated, um, but it gives me the time to make this as big as I want to make it and to grow this into a, uh, a big company. So That's what I'm focused on, that's what I'm working on and uh, I believe we can do it.
1: How do people get a hold of you?
2: Uh, contact us. Um, the best way right now is email uh, at davisinvesting at yahoo dot com. Uh, send us an email if you want to help with um, the things we have coming up. The fundraisers that we're going to do are um, us giving back to our community. Um, you know, just email us and then we we can get to work.
1: Davis Investing at yahoo dot com. Is that right? Yes. Todd, thanks so much for the time. Thanks for all you do for the community. We'll talk to you next week when you have probably a big announcement to make, right?
2: Yes, sir. We'll do.
1: All right. See you, pal. Todd Davis, Super Bowl champ, former Broncos linebacker. Coming up after the break, we're going to do our game, believe it or not. And that includes the Chiefs, who are 3-4, and the Broncos. How many more games are they going to win? And who is going to be the number one seed in the AFC? That's next.
0: Jacket <sighs>